Garage Logic Podcast, number 298, January 9th of the year 2020. Got as high as 49 degrees on two occasions, 2002 and 2012. And man, those mid to late 70s were cold. The entire decade of the 70s was cold. 32 below on this day in 1997. You're listening to John Hyde. He's not just a newsman, and I specifically requested that he bring us in with something that would calm me down and How you doing, bro? You soothe okay? my nerves because I had a... Uh, Thank you, John. Now shut up. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wrap, it. Wrap it up, Maestro. This is his obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder there. Oh, very nice. Very Thank nice. you. Because uh, I had Wait, an appointment. I noted a bit of hatred towards the president in that song. Is that true? <laughs> wow. 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 I didn't pick any of them. It showed? <laughs> it showed. I uh, had an appointment this morning, so for the one of the very rare occasions, uh, I did not uh, get here in time to prepare as I normally do. So I called you guys, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, for once in your life, do some work. H- help me out. And uh, I trust that you have, and uh, we'll proceed uh, under that. Uh, I've got uh, a doozy for under you that later thing. on. What do you got? Any, I mean, what Later you on, yeah. Later on in the show, I've got a doozy for you, and I... <laughs> I'd like to refrain from uh, um, uh, declaring mine for a while. Uh, get this. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. That was pretty good. Yeah. So I did some math for you since, well, math is out in 2020. <laughs> the other day, if I heard correctly, you reported, actually John Height did, you reported that the average Minnesotan purportedly makes 38 pounds of plastic bag trash a year. Mm. That's an amazing ass statistic. So here's the breakdown. I weighed a plastic bag from Target. It weighed 0.29 ounces. There are 16 ounces per a pound, which equals roughly 55 plastic bags to create one pound. 55 multiplied by 38 equals 2,960, I'm sorry, 2,096 plastic bags, which means the average Minnesotan is going through over five and a half plastic bags on a daily basis. Nope, not, not possible. Not no, possible. No. Now, I even question that 55 plastic bags would equal a pound. And one, But he did the math, and he's a teacher. There's he's a, no way. He's one, a math and science guy. One target bag weighs over an ounce? No, 0.29. Oh, okay, point. All right. Now, you. it's funny that he said he weighed a plastic bag because this morning I was going to weigh a plastic bag, and I thought, well, you would need some specially calibrated, uh, very expensive scientific... Device. Couldn't you just do it at the grocery store? I know guys that weigh plastic bags for a living. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 But you know what I'm saying? The, the, the produce. <laughs> I just got it. Uh, Chris. <laughs> the Chris. produce scale. Chris. Yes. What about the produce scale? You can that that can be measured in ounces and very small. Uh, what I'm suggesting, Chris, is that sure, sure, in the produce aisle, if you've got a bag full of grapes, it'll it'll tell you how much that weighs. But I, I suspect you put an empty bag on that same scale, mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. get no, nothing will register. Ah. I yeah. have a digital scale I use for uh, weighing clutch weights. Sure you do. And uh, I'll bet you that. I'll go. Probably. I'll, I'll try, try it. it. Yeah, I will. I'll, I will. I'll get a 
the general target bag or whatever that you know. And with the clinical definition of a clutch weight, here's Garage Logic's Matthew Mikulski. A clutch weight is used when you're very frustrated and you've pinpointed yourself into the hole in the corner and you really need the weight. That would be a clutch weight. Huh. That's the one you go that's your go to weight. And since clutch one. And since, since that's one. That comes as one. That's one help. If we would have just let you talk, you would have been able to explain. Uh, yeah. Since we're on the topic of bags, we brought up Schoon, uh, not Schoonover. We're uh, talking to Mike later. We brought up uh, Mike. Uh, Fred Aloni. Fred, yesterday, I have solved his nickel problem with bags. Okay. Yeah. You take a nickel, you drill a hole through it, yep. you attach a wire to it, you attach the other end of the wire to your countertop, and when it comes time to check out, the, the counter person says, hand me that nickel. Yep. The flip it down their line. You accept it. You throw it right back on the counter. Yep. So bing, it's almost bang, set boom. up like it's the pen at the bank. Yeah. Yes. It's just yeah. on the yes. big string. Just pass that nickel back and forth. <laughs> See, uh, it is positive Thursday, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Very. And uh, many emailers uh, wish for me to see this. I appreciate uh, the help from emailers, but they they must make the assumption that I'm I'm down to braille now and not really picking up on much because I've noticed that too. I, and I love every one of you, but I've I've. I read this stuff. I know. I, I get you. you I got, got it. it. You got it. For example, here's Joe. He wants me to know about the National Park Service and Glacier National Park having to take down their signs about the disappearance of the glaciers. Joe, I, I got you. I read that this got morning it. about 8 o'clock, but I appreciate it. But he wasn't alone. That no. story was sent in by a lot of people. I know, but I see these things. I don't want you to stop sending me things. No. I'm just... That's, I'm just, yeah, that's the That's important something you part. wouldn't miss. But, something you wouldn't miss is what you're saying. Signs in the park predicting the glaciers would be gone by 2020 are now being removed. (laughs) For over a decade, visitors at Montana's Glacier National Park were greeted by those signs. Now that the year 2020 has begun and the glaciers are still there and still frozen, the signs are being removed and replaced. Park spokeswoman Gina Kurzman told reporters at KPAX that the placards were placed in the park based on U.S. Geological Service survey data on climate change in the early 2000s. According to CNN, officials at the park were told in 2017 that the U.S. Geological Survey no longer predicted the complete melting of the glaciers, but didn't start removing the signs until 2019. Many signs in the park remain into 2020 with their removal pending budgeting issues and permits. Budgeting issue? Just go take the take a, take the same right sign on. down. I would have just gone up there with a marker, crossed it off, and <laughs> wrote twenty thirty. <laughs> and now, and now, of course, you can't be happy about this. Uh, we can't be happy that the glaciers are surviving. They're going to put up new signs that say when they disappear depends on how and when. Right. How and when we act. Uh, so we're supposed to still be very worried about them. Uh, and uh, glaciers that's it. But right now, gone. Huh? TBD. Glaciers yeah, will yeah. be gone. Two, two beach, Take a go look at them, folks. We no, know you know who we should have hired to do it were those two guys that did the lottery ticket where they were pasting the numbers, <laughs> oh. the fake numbers Jab on top. Uh, Such, you have threatened to go on a road trip next summer out in the Rockies. Well, Utah. And that's where you need to start. You need to go up to Glacier and uh, get on a road called Going to the Sun Road. Heard of it many times. And then just work your way down the Rockies all the way down to Utah. All right. What car should I take? The one that was just delivered today. The no. red one would look nice. <laughs> no. The red I one. think I would take 
Maybe a Fiat 124 Spider. Mm. And by the way, Kenny, that's not a lobster on the hood. It's a scorpion, you moron. <laughs> uh, Dick Shonicky writes, tell your boy Kenny that's a scorpion on the hood of a Fiat, not a lobster. Tell Dick he's now flopping around in the bottom of right. Kenny's canoe. Got yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just like, me. God, just like a lobster. Uh, Fiat's, Alfa Romeo's, and Volkswagen's all available at uh, Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, right on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, one of the last family-owned dealerships in the region. First VW dealership, to the best of my knowledge, in the region. Uh, it's S-C-H-M-E-L-Z, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. I've had a couple of Volkswagens and a couple of Alfa Romeos because I like interesting cars. I like uh, nimble, quick cars. These are extraordinary cars. The Alfa Romeo Giulia is an extraordinary sedan. And uh, go and look at the window sticker, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. I was because I went to look at it in 2016 thinking, no way. And then I said, wait a minute. I thought they were going to be uh, 80 grand. Well, the Quadrifoglio is. That's the 560 horse or 550 horse Julia. Wow. But there's a, a Julia for people with normal bank accounts, too. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, uh, you'll be treated well because they, they have to treat you well because they're not, they're not uh, piggybacked by other uh, chain stores. This is, this is their operation. Uh, great, great deals on Fiats, Alfa Romeos, and Volkswagens. And when you go in, will you please tell them that you're there because of the GL podcast, and they'll sign you up for a $100 Blue Plate Restaurant gift card. Nice. So that's the car I'll probably be taking, I hope, is maybe the 124. I think we should make that our GL challenge, where we all go out in separate vehicles. Wouldn't that be neat? And work our way from Canada down through Utah in the Rockies. Oh, with a leg to, through Yellowstone. We'd have to take a lot of time off from the show. <clears throat> That'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we have a mobile unit? Can we yeah. just call in? Be how surpri- you'd be surprised how happy you can be by not being here. <laughs> I love being here. I was gone for wow. almost a whole year. I Remember can't... your one-day work oh. weeks? God, I was such a happy person. Oh, yeah, but you Lord. were still crabby on the day you came in. Well, but Kenny was, was the only one who responded to me when I put out the call for help this morning. Kennedy, uh, Kenny actually... Came through. I didn't get yeah. the message. Was it a message or? Well, it was just a cry for help. Oh, yeah. I didn't get it. But I know. I, I did my normal I work. I, I, I figured, see, I, that's here. why I didn't call you. You oh. have the news to oh, get. Oh, thank you, John. I didn't have any stack of news, and I didn't get a call. I didn't bother calling you. <laughs> I called Reavers <laughs> and Kenny, and uh, Kenny comes up with this. Thank from you today. for not bothering right. me. Right. I didn't want to bother you. Uh, <laughs> I you're feel a busy like guy. A, I feel like you're a brown noser now. Could you downplay the whole calling Kenny thing? And then Kenny said, I'll call you back. Yeah, I got I'm busy right now. Yeah, I, I told him <laughs> no, 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 just you were busy. Okay. You were busy. 45 minutes, I said. Yeah, okay. Give me a, I'll get back to you in 45 minutes. Uh, and Kenny noted that the Earth has posted its second hottest year on record, and Kenny told me, with some confidence, or in confidence, no, confidentially, he said he was terribly confused by the story. I don't know what any the story. of that means. I, I don't understand any of that. 2019 nonsense. featured numerous climate milestones, most of which indicated human and natural systems are already being buffeted by relatively low levels of climate change, considering the warming projected in the next several decades. But from the same newspaper uh, comes the news that U.S. greenhouse gas emissions fell 2.1% last year almost entirely because of a sharp drop in coal consumption, according to the Rhodium Group, a private data research firm. 
Coal-fired electric power generation fell by a record 18% to the lowest level since 1975. See, but you can't be happy. You always got to have the tag. Coal burning produces carbon dioxide, which fuels climate change, but much of that reduction was offset by rising emissions from the use of natural gas. So (laughs) did we win anything or did we lose? By the way, what's the word? Is it ob, obfi, ob, obfuscate? obfuscate? Are they doing that on purpose so we just see all these complicated and confusing paragraphs and sentences and we go, nah, there must be global warming. It seems like these guys, because it's all very confusing. What about the salon uh, in their numerous rulings from the salon? Uh, we need to build more affordable housing. Mm-hmm. We need... Uh, uh, we need to put fifty dollars in a college savings account for a newborn. We uh, we need uh, more and more uh, uh, pedestrian and bicycle friendly infrastructure. All of which suggests to me that these are the same people who have no qualms about telling you we got ten years left. Mm-hmm. Then why are we doing all this? Well, they don't believe that, of course. Of course not. But that it's a product they're trying to sell you. Right. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy it. That's brilliant. Because what have you said if you, if you find out the Yellowstone just blew up and you have 30 minutes to live, what are you going to do? Break glass, smoke luck. You're going to party. I'm going right. to party. You're Break right. Glass, so we lucky. should all be partying because yeah. it's yeah. over. Why so, are you doing this? We only got 10 years. The loons have more time. <laughs> That's it. Pants um, off, everybody. Take them off. There we go. Ben says, uh, ben says, listen to the intro of yesterday's podcast oh. at half speed. It's quite amusing. Most people sound a bit drunk at half speed, and this is no exception. Uh, I've never listened to us at half speed. No, I don't neither. think it's necessary, is it? Well, I, I can do it. You're just going to no, have to give me a minute. No, I don't want you to spend that time. It, it, it is rather humorous, though. That might be yeah. funny. I All think right. uh, one of your molar ads were listened to at half speed yeah. uh, a while ago, and I remember somebody getting back to us, and they said it was the funniest thing. <laughs> and you were doing it straight. You weren't trying. Well, how did it get out there half speed? Well, wait a minute. Can't some listeners have an app where they can listen to us twice as fast. You yes. can do it on if you have a certain app, or I believe iTunes. You can also do it at, at various speeds. Yes, and I'm trying to do it on mine, but I can't do it from the. What's the word here? I don't want to waste a lot of time. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, let's not do it. Yeah, it might take me a minute. Uh, well, then let's not do it. Okay, because a, a Reaver's minute is unlike any other human minute. <laughs> Would you like to hang for that minute? No, it's too long of a minute. That's, that ain't a minute. Oh, but you know what I did discover. Uh-oh. Uh I did I we we got a new audio system in here. I noticed that. And we did find the clip we were looking for if you wanted that at some point today. Now explain that to the listeners. Go ahead, Ruck. Uh, this was, I believe, in 2014. This was years ago, yes, when uh, the engineers had upgraded our telephone system. Right. And unbeknownst to Joe, they did it very, uh, they were very stealth in getting this process done. Yeah, to which are. Joe came in one day. Well, it, to set it up. So they came to us and said, just let Joe know. And Rook and I both looked at each other and said, yep, let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it we're on the air. We're going to spring it on. Let's keep it on the air. Well, let me hear what happened. Uh, Hang on. Uh, this guy, this oh, guy right of course. Of course. Uh, I can't play it because I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> of course. No, I, I, I do have it. Reavers well, found it for me. But this kind of counts as my contribution to the okay. show. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I got two now. I got two. Oh, I got two. Okay, Boomer. Look at me. Yeah. I, Folks, <laughs> no. it's going to be one you're going to want to tune in for oh, this yeah. afternoon. What is, what is happening? Uh, call your brothers in law, call your family. 
Call your friends. What make happened? sure that they listen to this what happened? show this afternoon. The next two hours are going to be action-packed. Yes. It's going to be a non-stop thriller. A learning experience. For all of us. Well, I know Reavers is watching the game. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm paying attention because I, I, I don't want to miss this. Do me a favor and um, will you go ahead and uh, let's take some phone calls, huh? 651-646-8255-877. You better fill me in on what's happening. What's happening? Well, what do you see in front of you there? A new phone. Yeah, do you know how to use it? No. Okay. That's, <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Neither do this we. This is going to be a little... We're going to have some fun here. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you... Uh, how would I take a call? Well, that's... Somebody call us so, so I can practice taking a call. 646-8255. <laughs> Somebody here. call me so All I can... Right. This is a brand new console. I've so never seen practice. anything quite like. Well, see now, and you won't see your red uh, blinking lights either. Oh God! So I, this is a process. Oh, I see a. All right. Yeah, I see a. Okay. Here's a Here line go. blinking. Here we go. What do I do? First, I screen it. Hello. No. Hello. 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 Hey there. <laughs> oh my God. Sushere Show, are you here? Hello. Okay, hang on. This isn't going to work. What's your name? Mike. Lucky you. Okay. Now, Um, how do I take it? Mike is on line two. Go ahead. Mike? Mike? Yeah, this is Mike. How are you? Good. 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 Okay. Uh, Anything else? What's the temperature? (laughs) I think we're looking at... It's uh, 70. Well, I'm up in northern Minnesota. What's it up here? Wait a minute. There's wow. a ghost in here. We got about nine people on the air, right? Hello? We got a truck. Who else is hey, on? Sarah, could you unplug me from these jokers? <laughs> Hello? 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 Yeah. You're yeah, on. I wonder if I get the time in the temp. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang those up. Get rid of this. Okay, let's see what we got. What is going to happen here? Uh, I'm just going to go drop. Anybody else on? Did somebody in a funny checkered suit come in and sell us this deal like they sold us this other program over here? Somebody with big red clown shoes and a checkered sport jacket? Well, my, my, unfortunately for me, my lifeline was always where oh. there's two sli- there's two um, spaces the, on the, my the board. The blinking is getting to me. Yes, but that I'm was trying it. to do a program. <laughs> Mine would be red and I would or, or white, and I would be able to tell when oh, callers man. were calling. You know, Joe, you should know your staff well. You know, the Rook and I, we go to great lengths to take care of you. No, you don't. So before the, the broadcast today, we were in here monitoring the Twins game and other things, and uh, I looked at Rook and I said, you know, I think what we should do, because we don't like to fluster you before GL. We right, want you to yeah. get in the mood, get yeah, in the mode. Right. We don't want to get in your way. We take care of you. I said, uh, let's not try to bug him with the phone lines before the broadcast. Let's, right. just, uh, let's just let it happen on the air. Okay, are those are, are they ringing now? I the magic. Know. I don't know. I don't know how much more is I can take. Watch this here. Hey, are you on Garage Logic? Nope. Nope. Drop them. I think our technical shortcomings are well enough known. Yeah. What I love is Reavers talks to you and you reply, and it's obvious you didn't hear a word he just said. But remember earlier in the week, Such Reavers tweeted a picture of you and Royce from the eighties. Yeah. And uh, it was in the studio up in Maplewood, and you could see our phone box sitting there. Yeah. And Reavers was making fun of it. And I say, and I st- I'll, I'll stick by this, 
that was the easiest, most effective phone oh, yeah. system yeah. we ever had. Yeah. Big, huge clown buttons. Yeah. You knew when people were calling, when they were on hold, and when, when they were on the air. Yep. Uh, Susan, uh, Susan Haynes of St. Paul wrote this letter to the editor of the Pioneer Press, and <clears throat> most of you boys think I could have written it. <laughs> I just got my bill for street maintenance, $174. Imagine how much it would be if the city had actually fixed the streets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The streets in Dayton's Bluff are what I would imagine roads to be in Nepal. Since last summer, I've waited for many of the streets to be fixed. Here's a partial list. 6th Street from Arcade to Johnson Parkway. Arcade from 6th Street to East 7th. Minnehaha from East 7th to Johnson Parkway. And Earl Street from Ross to Interstate 94. Earl Street has potholes that were here before that were here before it snowed. All these streets and many more are more pothole and patches than real pavement. Note to the mayor, fix the streets and stop spending our tax money on bicycle paths. On second thought, maybe the lack of street maintenance is the mayor's secret plan to force all of us to walk or ride bicycles. My apologies to Nepal. Theirs are probably better. Uh, <laughs> she's well, she's right on. Uh, I think I think the absence of street maintenance is directly attributable to uh, a regime that's been put in place that has no interest, zero interest, in the basics of city government. That they Mm -hmm. only want to expand city government off in directions that, uh, that comply with the visions they dream up in the salon, which have nothing to do with roads, nothing to do with trees, streetlights, parks, nothing. But where is, the, where is the budget that used to be put toward, earmarked for yeah. street maintenance? Where's it, where's where it is that going? Well, well $50 per baby. Yeah. Well, and, and the 16 <laughs> okay. cabinet member. At 150 well, it's now grand 20. A year. It's now 20 because four more people had to be brought on to administer the Office of Financial Empowerment, so, which includes under that rubric the 50 bucks per newborn. So does each person pay the same amount, or is it based upon your property tax? So Susan's no, paid no, each doesn't make any difference. Apparently, what your socioeconomic status is, every newborn is getting the 50 bucks, whether they want it or not. No, I meant the street, <laughs> the street bill. So oh, I'm she sure said 174. Yeah, I'm sure it's based on some obscure formula that I have no. But here, here's the problem. What a joke. Here's the problem. That's another reason to believe that we are going to be around here in 10 years. Because you've got to be around in 1,000 years for 50 bucks to amount to anything. Right. And even then, <laughs> right. it'll be lapped by inflation <laughs> yeah. 15,000 right. times. You brought up something yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before that uh, I, I really spent a lot of time thinking about, I think, yesterday. There's a new city council member over there yep. on your side of the river. Yep. She's a young gal. 24-year-old. And you said that she's a renter. She's a renter. And not a homeowner. There are and, two renters now on the city council. Apparently, that's uh, very that's important. Okay. And, and I started thinking about that yesterday, and I, I realized with myself anyway, I didn't give one rat's ass about anything until I bought a house and I started paying taxes. Right. And that's mm-hmm. when uh, adulthood hit me, and it was like, okay... Now I get it. Now I'm getting all of these services. I'm paying for all of this, and I'm seeing what's not being done. But see, renting has become virtuous in the salon. How? Uh, and I'll explain. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, renting has become virtuous because it it's it it, it telegraphs an identity with the need for increasing mm. amounts of uh, low to income housing, and uh, that renters. Uh, uh, the newcomer whose name escapes me, why don't you get it for me right away? Uh, the, the newcomer, for example, she's on board with this whole dynamic uh, concerning renting, and that is uh, landlords can no longer 
uh, grilled them as, as seriously as they have before. Uh, felons, if they've uh, been uh, served their time and whatnot, they they can't be excluded. And there's a, just a but, whole list and list and list of things that that the virtuous think are groundbreaking in terms of getting more and more people into apartments. You're not contributing to the community pizza fund. You no, keep not. eating the pizza, but you're not throwing in your your money. That's right. I, I mean, that shouldn't fly. That that shouldn't happen. You should be a homeowner. Well, wasn't? Correct me if I'm wrong. Councilmember Mitra Nelson. No, she's she's been there a while. She's been there a while. She's a renter. Nelson Yang. Nelson Yang. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. Uh, And God bless her. I don't know anything about her. She might be a sharp cookie. I have no idea. But but my point is uh, that renting is uh, is seen as virtuous. You know, there was a time when it either was true or proposed that only property owners could vote. Oh boy! Uh, I, I, that, I think that opens up a can of worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we, we couldn't. No, no, you can't get away with that. But right. I can. I see some wisdom in it because <laughs> they're the property owners, are the only ones paying the bills. Yeah, the only ones paying the bills. Why don't we take a little break so I can get a sip of water? That's right. It's time for 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Our buddies Todd and Tom over there at 30 Bales. Hey, check this out, fellas. Uh, I got a text from Todd this morning. How does this sound? Bacon-wrapped Wagyu pot roast. Ooh. Bacon-wrapped Wagyu pot roast. Do you know roast. what? Wagyu is a finer cut of meat that's got a little bit of good fat in it and cooked properly, which I'm sure they do there, it would be divine and out of this world. So they are the uh, they, they are the best spot for lunch, for happy hour, and for brunch, downtown Hopkins. Uh, but as Rook mentioned, they are a scratch Midwest kitchen, and their menu is available online. Check out 30bales.com. They have a number of $5 items for that happy hour, which is 3 to 6 p.m. every Tuesday through Friday, and that brunch, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I have taken it in uh, within the last couple of weeks. It is outstanding. Make sure you when you stop in, you let them know that you you heard about it on the GL podcast. Todd and Tom absolutely love meeting every single one of you GLers. And uh, 30bales.com is the website for everything that you need. John, yes. before you start, before you start, yes. uh, Steve, our hillbilly correspondent in Holiday, Tennessee, writes, on Wednesday, Jan 8, yesterday, I was sitting in my father's favorite deer house. Deer hunting in Tennessee goes through Friday the 10th. Listening to your Tuesday, January 7, 2020 podcast, and Joe pontificated about having saved an article from the local paper the entire time he was on his trip, and now he could finally get rid of it. To say I was right, uh, righteously indignant would be putting it mildly. It was from a Ph.D. who uh, roundly chided people not to equate Y2K with things like man-made global warming because there actually was a real problem that man, human, people could identify and fix, and they did. You guys stated that maybe you shouldn't include Y2K in that list of obvious failed predictions and emphasize that it was like a revelation of some sort. Do you people listen to your own podcast? Go back and listen to the opening segment of your September 20th, 2019 podcast. I'll wait to hear for the sound of a multitude of coins going in the, wow. going into the scan bucket. I, did, I, I think I alluded to that when I brought up Y2K two days ago. Yeah. Uh, I do recall what Steve's talking about, that we we acknowledged, uh, we might have even had a guest or a, a writer or somebody who told us that 
No, that was a serious problem, but man fixed it. Oh, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. It was a guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Steve concludes, I'm not a PhD, I'm just a garage logician. We got this stuff figured out before the representatives from the academy could chime in. I wrote that letter because just prior to the September 20th podcast, Y2K was included in one of the lists of things that so-called experts got wrong, and I was tired of our hard work and dedication being dismissed. So once again, we saw the problem, and we fixed it. You're welcome. What episode did he mention? It was uh, from uh, the September 20th, 2019 podcast. Okay, what speed do you want to listen to it in? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to find it. Do you have it? I was just making it. We could find it. Here's Sean Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, first story here, it's sort of a sports story, which I was I thought was really cool at first. Now, I'm a bit skeptical. All right. The game-winning touchdown gloves were worn by Kyle Rudolph, oh, the Vikings yes. tight end, during the overtime win against New Orleans Sunday. He was wearing them when he caught that game-winning catch. However, the gloves somehow ended up somewhere else than attend- intended. The incident created all kinds of buzz yesterday on Twitter, ranging from good to bad. Jason King is the new owner of the Rudolph autographed gloves. King lives in New Jersey, but he's a diehard Vikings fan and he's a Game Gear collector. When he came across the coveted gloves for sale on eBay, King felt he had scored the holy grail of Rudolph gear. King paid $375 to an unnamed seller at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. Within no time, social media exploded with some retweeting a screenshot of the eBay listing, and Rudolph responded he'd been fooled. The tight end said during the post-game locker room frenzy, a media member he didn't recognize requested the gloves and claimed he intended to give them to charity. Rudolph is known as a giving guy. He's, uh, in fact, earned the 2019 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. He offered to sign the gloves, handed them over on Sunday. Then three days later, that unknown seller made quick income when he sold them to King for $375. Uh, King, he's a good guy in this. He said, I messaged the guy back and I said, hey, I need to reach out to Rudy and make this right, you know. King tweeted at Rudolph that he was the guy who bought the gloves, would gladly donate them to a charity of Rudolph's choice. Rudolph quickly tweeted back, that's very cool of you, and suggested the U of M Children's Hospital. While King is making sure the hospital is the big winner in all of this, he created an online fundraiser that links directly to Rudolph's End Zone charity. By the end of Wednesday, more than four grand in donations had been made. Rudolph also promised King if he kept his word, he would send King some game-worn gear after the matchup with the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. By the way, Rudolph on his Twitter page said it wasn't a local media guy, or anyone he knew that he gave the gloves to. Okay, what are you skeptical about? Uh, it all I, worked I, out. I, I didn't follow that at all. So I did. Media, I did. media member approached him after the game, hey, those are, because he's very charitable, Kyle Rudolph. Hey, can I get those gloves for a charity? Okay. Kyle said, yeah, of course, I'll even autograph them okay. for you. Then the guy went dude, home and sold them on eBay. Dude, put them for sale on eBay. Wow. Oh, so and, and oh, pocketed $375. Okay, all right. Yeah. But I, what's to be skeptical Yeah, what are you of? skeptical of? It well, all worked I, out. It, well, it did all work yeah. out, perhaps very conveniently, I think. To raise oh, you more think money. that this is the guy that b- actually acquired the gloves from Rudolph? No, from I don't. Th- I think King's the good guy in this. King's the good guy. I think, <laughs> but I think the whole thing was kind of set up to sell them and then make more money for the charity. That because makes you can, you can find out who the guy is on eBay. That's not a problem. But that makes the presumption that the so-called media person in the Vikings locker room down in New Orleans uh-huh. uh, dreamed up this scam to to increase charitable contributions. Well, well perhaps I'm with not some, buying it. Perhaps no. with some help from Kyle Rudolph. I don't and, think Rudolph's well, that kind of guy. No, in, in fact, Johnny, I'm I'm the cynic on the show. I would agree with you, but Rudolph is the exact opposite of that kind okay. of guy. Well, but, it, it wouldn't be hard to find out who this guy is. I mean, sure, but that the, wouldn't be necessarily 
really scamming because it's all going oh, toward, all. The, no. toward the charity. I agree. No, but it, it had this not worked out. It was a scam perpetrated by a so-called member of the media who got 375 well, bucks. He, yeah, he came out okay in the deal. I want, to know. Yeah. Yeah. Bucks. I want to know, where was Wabi? Who's Wabi? No, 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 no. Rudolph said it was somebody he didn't oh, know. Oh, okay. Somebody Who was Wabi? Did not know. Uh, he is a no longer employed member of the Vikings media. <laughs> oh, John's the only one in this room that got that, and I don't that care. Was, got uh, it. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. thinking. Speaking of the Vikings, of that letter to the editor a week or a couple of weeks ago, the Francis Drake burns down. Uh, the Vikings throw in, raise a bunch twenty five mo- grand, raise a bunch of money to you know hand over to uh, the, the cause. And there's a letter to the editor slamming the Vikings for not doing enough. Right. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, if they wouldn't have done anything, it would have been okay. Right. But since you raised 25K, screw you, yeah. the Vikings. <laughs> In wow. news, U.S. officials are confident that Iran shot down that Ukrainian jetliner in the hours after the Iranian missile attack on U.S. targets earlier this week. The Ukrainian International Airlines plane crashed Wednesday soon after takeoff from Tehran's airport, killing all 176 people on board. U.S. intelligence picked up signals of a radar being turned on. U.S. satellites also detected two surface-to-air missile launches, which happened shortly before the plane exploded. Federal officials were briefed on the intelligence on Thursday. A source who was in the briefing said it looks like missile components were found near the crash site. Did you guys see the video? So oh. do we do we assume an accident? I, I what would, was in it I for would, Iran I to would, take out a plane full of Ukrainians and Canadians? Nothing. Yeah, no, somebody was on that on board there, right? We don't know. Well, but what I video, did, Chris. Uh, there's a video of a woman who's FaceTiming with her husband, and she said something doesn't feel right. She's she's the one on the plane. Oh, really? Are the tensions really that bad? And the husband's saying, "Don't worry, you're overthinking this." And I'm just thinking, how what? is that guy living with himself right now? Oh my god! Yeah, but I she, heard a report that that aircraft had turned around out as it, well. They said there were problems. They thought right at right, the beginning. Right. That's why it turned around immediately. Right. Yeah. So, but that doesn't explain the experienced pilots would have said, "We got trouble, smoke in the cabin, was, engine failure." Yeah. Was the problem it got hit by a missile? <clears throat> So warning from police every winter, a lot of people choose to ignore, don't walk away from your running car. And again, it's happening. Cars are getting stolen, especially in the North Loop neighborhood of Minneapolis. Garrett Parton, public information officer for the police department, said they're relying on the behavior of people to do an easy crime. Police department said last year more than 2,800 cars were stolen in the city. Auto thefts at a five-year high. Although the entire city is seeing more and more cars taken on average, one neighborhood has been hit big, the North Loop. The Loop neighborhood includes the area within Plymouth Avenue North and Hennepin Avenue in Lindale. I'm not leaving my car running in that area. <laughs> well, I wouldn't leave it running anywhere. From two- I think if you run an essay in the, on Randolph and Fairview or St. Clair and Fairview. Well, you're going to cause me to have a little tirade here. Okay. And the key word, before you go off, the key word is don't leave it running unlocked. True. It's simple. Key. Lock it. If you're going to comment on my comment, that is a contribution. That's number three. <laughs> 
You can't count that. <laughs> that's, that's number three. I'm up to three. These guys no, each my, have one. No, my brief tirade would be, uh, I think many euphorians either don't have a heater in their car or don't know how to use it because they got the stocking cap pulled down, they got the big choppers on, they're hunched over the wheel. It ain't that difficult. The modern car has a heater. Exactly. <laughs> and turn it, it on. It takes a minute or two and yeah. you're fine. Some uh, issues with closing still in Minneapolis. A downtown Minneapolis complex formerly known as Blocky has lost another tenant, CityWorks. What? Sports bar and restaurant chain owned by Chicago-based Bottleneck Management Restaurant Group is now closed. Man, we were going to go there and have some wings and play some vids. Remember that? No, I we, don't. We talked about it, yeah. As of Not this, me. Were we going to turn our baseball hats around backwards? <laughs> yes. As no. of this, Drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> as of this morning. Wear so yellow tennis shoes? <laughs> Some of the restaurant signage has been removed. A sign about closing posted on the door. Uh, Chris wanted to go there because they had 90-plus craft beers on tap. Yes. Also an abundance of screens for watching sports and an emphasis on modern American fare. Man, that place is massive. Uh, Bottleneck Management CEO Chris Basalian said Blocky didn't know what it wanted to be. It was such a mismatch. The current ownership is very clear about what it wants and the people they want to attract. There are just many positive qualities of this location. Uh, But Bottleneck released a statement saying, with the success of CityWorks and other markets around the country, Bottleneck Management is putting energy into national expansion plans. You know what the hot rumor is, what they want to turn that into? What? A casino. Really? Really. Huh. That would be really great for that area. Don't the, our Native American brothers and sisters have uh, the monopoly on that? They do, um, but that that was one of the proposed pieces yeah. of legislation last year. That would be the last nail in the coffin of downtown Minneapolis. Oh, it would be the worst decision ever made for downtown. The Blackbird Cafe, a South Minneapolis favorite of early birds and brunch goers for more than a decade, has shut its doors. That news wow. announced via Facebook yesterday. What the hell staying open? We just lost a brewery in Duluth yesterday. Mm-hmm. Where's any, the Blackbird? What the hell is staying open? Any restaurant that advertises on the Garage That's right. Podcast. That's right. Blackbird opened in 2007 at 50th and Bryant, Kenny. Oh, okay. Three years, three years later, a fire destroyed the restaurant's first location. Owners reopened at the corner of 38th and Nicollet in the Kingfield neighborhood. Oh, yeah. yeah. 50th and Bryant is better, but 38th and Nicollet, okay. The Good owner, hardware store over there. Yes, there is. Owner, and there used to be a skate sharpening place around there. And uh, uh, what am I thinking? There's a little MG shop there or something. Oh, 38th and Nicollet. That's Quality Coaches. Yeah, Yeah. that's a sports car repair place. Yeah. Great on the street from the bakery. Yeah. Note at the end of uh, his Facebook post said, I appreciate the support you've given us. I'm sure another great concept will fill the space soon. Watch for it. Thanks again. And keep supporting your independent. How did you ever? How did you? Four. That's four. Because how it's did a topic you ever of become a card-carrying member of Garage Logic? How did that happen? I'm grandfathered in. It's almost like you're the opposite of a GLer. He almost. had to settle for me. Really? It really? He had to, <laughs> one chromosome. He had to one. settle for me, but then I was guided to be grandfathered. You're like now. you're like that pain in the ass cousin that he's family, and we just. Oh, it's cousin Eddie. Yeah, cousin Eddie. Thank yeah. you. This, this is a compliment. It's not a shot. Farmer fed. Yeah. <laughs> what Best I won't do for this show. <laughs> but I'm this, counting Farmer Fat. Hey, that's five. As long as you're having fun tweeting out pictures of me and Patrick, I'll bring you the uh, Farmer Fathead. We have it here, don't oh, we? It's, uh, yeah. Sitting on a tractor. Don't we have it? Yeah. Farmer Fathead sitting should, on a tractor. We should resend that one. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That's the best. Oh, my yeah. God. Shelly Pat. That should be our new logo. <laughs> <laughs> should be my profile picture on Twitter. 
Shelly Pabst, who described herself as a sassy but sweet siren from South St. Paul, has been named 2020's Klondike Kate. You go, girl. You're the Vulcan's girl. Hail the Vulcan. It was Vulcan. It was her third run at the Klondike she Kate a, title. Uh, big girl. She better be. The Klondike Kate is usually a busty, well-rounded female figure. That can does sing. she go yep. out much like the other guys involved there? Does she go out handing out hugs and stuff? And does she get salacious and uh, foul-mouthed and no. liquored up? No, no. Well, I, I think no. she'll go out there and give you a hug, but I don't think she's going to be. Because when I saw her picture today, the line. first thing that occurred to me is, I need a hug. Yeah. Oh. She'll I, give I you a hug. Klondike Kate Good. will give you a hug. Yeah. Let's have her in. Yeah. I need a hug. In, in her bio, the 47-year-old Pabst wrote, Being Klondike Kate has been a dream of mine since I moved to Minnesota in the mid-90s. Klondike Kate has been chosen as part of the St. Paul Winter Carnival every year since 1971. Character, we tell you this every year, don't we? Based on a real woman who the carnival says had beauty and charm and struck it rich in the gold rush of 1898 as the most famous dance hall girl in the north. Yep. Did they ever in the history of uh, this, whatever you call St. it. St. Paul Winter Carnival. Did they ever judge her based on her foul mouth? Maybe in the old days. Mm, That'd yeah. be so fun. Yeah. Get the, up there and the curse The days. Yeah. The sloon. 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 As Crusher pronounces it. Sloon. <laughs> S-L-O-O-N. Sloon. Celebrity personal trainer Jillian Michaels is attracting a serious Twitter backlash when she responded to a BuzzFeed reporter's comment by suggesting Lizzo is at risk for diabetes. Well, isn't everybody who's overweight at, Probably, at risk? Probably, yes. Did Jillian Michael play for her own club? She does. I yeah. didn't know She's, that. Well, she she was married. Or not married, but uh, yeah, she, yes, she know. does. Yeah. Well, other Although than... apparently, uh, Rook said she was also Charlie Sheen's uh, I'll be honest. I don't get the backlash. She's just saying that it's not healthy to well, live. And yeah, it wasn't. She just said, "Why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? It isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes." That's the quote that's causing yeah. all the problems. We're just yeah, so that we're been, so protective. Oh yeah, it my. could have been reworded, but everybody's interpreting that as body shaming. Well, she needs to drop a hundred pounds, but Jillian she Michaels. doesn't. She's too big. No, she isn't. I mean, for health purposes, I happen to agree with Jillian well, Michael. There, there were people who answered she does two-hour concerts. Basically, that amounts to about a 10-mile run and never gets breath. There's nothing oh, wrong right. with her. She's awesome and okay. perfect, and she's celebrating that fact. Michael you want her says, to give you a hug, too? She has two children with her ex-fiance, Heidi Rhodes. Uh, they adopted a two-year-old from Haiti in 2012, and she gave birth to a son in the same month. On her sexuality, she states... Let's just say I believe in healthy love. If I fall in love with the woman, that's awesome. If I fall in love with the man, that's awesome. As long as you fall in love. I'll say, what you watching? Hey, we'll say. Love okay. is all that matters. Um, love. But anybody that's <laughs> overweight is in danger of becoming diabetic. That's true, Kenny. Move yeah. on, please. Was Jillian one Michaels story. one that used to ha- be a heavy person? No more about her. No more about her. She was in the biggest loser. Who cares? Several fraudulent text messages informing individuals they've been selected for a military draft have circulated throughout the country this past week, according to the United States Army Recruiting Command. U.S. Army says it's received multiple calls and emails about the fake text messages and wants to make sure Americans understand these texts are false and were not initiated by the U.S. Army. The Selective Service System, a separate agency outside the Department of Defense, is the organization that manages registration for the Selective Service. According to the Selective Services System's official Facebook page, the Selective Service System is conducting business as usual. The U.S. hasn't had a draft since back in 1973. John, thank you. You're welcome. That's just fantastic. And uh, we'll be back.
nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Schoonover Body Works in Glass in Shoreview is our one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop and has single-handedly brought back Positive Thursday to Garage Logic. If it wasn't for Mike Schoonover, we wouldn't be doing it. Uh, and I do have Mike on the line right, uh, right now with us. And uh, there's been a development with my kid's truck. We brought the uh, truck, the damaged truck, up to Schoonover's County E in Lexington, up in Shoreview on Monday. And Mike was there. He explained to us what, what you guys were going to fix. It's a big crease in the box, Mike. It's in front of the left rear wheel. It happened when he hit a yellow pole in a parking garage. So, Mike, I'm standing out there with you and my son, and uh, I was with you and paying attention and then uh, the train came by, and I have to admit, I, I zoned out and started. I started counting train cars. That's uh, something I, I can't uh, fight that. Uh, fight that. But uh, so maybe you can tell us and me what exactly you're going to do to fix that uh, truck. You bet, Kenny. Well, first of all, happy positive Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Uh, so yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna fix Ben's box side. And uh, get that perfectly straight and squared away and get the area primed up and, and so it doesn't rust in the future and clean up a little bit of uh, previous rust that's there. That's nice. Uh, get that all primed up and painted. Uh, we're going to take everything off of that panel, and including the uh, door next to it, oh, so that we can uh, paint that good. and make it look like it was before the accident. Uh, and, and this is the kind of stuff that concerns me. What concerns my wife is, when are we going to get it back? Have you called Mike yet? I want to know when we're going to get it back. <laughs> like, that matters. Uh, 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 give them time, and they'll get the work done correctly. But I, I have to ask you, on behalf of the wife, when are we going to get it back? Well, I would I would <laughs> anticipate uh, sometime next week, Kenny, to, okay. to get it all done. Thank you. You and your wife and your son and... Uh, a thousand other people who have had incidents here this winter are in the same boat. So I'm just going to give you we, my. Uh, I'm going to give just you keep piling through them and and uh, get them done as soon as we can, but uh, not cutting corners. Is it okay if I just give you uh, her phone number? You can just call her yeah. and deal with her, uh, 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 and so I don't have to get yelled at. Kenny, uh, I got a very good bedside manner, so I'd be happy to handle that. <laughs> well, at least one of us does. And of course, those repairs at Schoonover Body Works, absolutely guaranteed for as long as my son owns that truck. And that is positive. That's so awesome. You guys have been in business for 80 years, consistently rated as one of the number one body shops here in the metro. Like I said, Schoonover Body Works in Glass, uh, Shoreview, up in Shoreview, County E in Lexington. You have a choice. Our choice here at Garage Logic schoonoverbodyworks.com Joaquin Phoenix I find him to be a strange character I think yes. most people do he's getting praise for his sacrifice to save the planet oh <laughs> how nice of him yeah and uh, he's a Hollywood celebrity he's now facing a little ridicule uh, after a fashion designer praised him for his sacrifice to save the planet uh, Stella McCartney would be Paul McCartney's daughter yeah the tweet from Stella McCartney highlighted his environmental efforts while the movie star attended the Globe gl- Golden, Golden Globes. Globe. Go. <laughs> the Golden Globes Award Ceremony. This man is a winner. I, I gotta think. Well, we'll play a little game here, real or satire. Mm, this okay. is the tweet from Stella McCartney. This man is a winner wearing custom Stella because he chooses to make choices for the future of the planet. Oh, maybe he's wearing her product. Well, I'm sure. 
Uh, he is also chosen to wear the same tux for the entire award season to reduce waste. <laughs> what a okay. sacrifice. <laughs> I am proud to join forces with you. While the designer was thrilled with Phoenix wearing one of her yeah, wearing one of her tuxedos to the entire award season, many on social media responded with acerbic ridicule, including Piers Morgan. The same tux for more than one night. Wow, that's an incredible sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you, Joaquin. Your planet is grateful. Uh, that's nothing. I darn my own socks, and you should see the state of my bleeping underpants, uh, said comedian Ricky Jarvis. <laughs> Gervais. Uh, Gervais. Gervais. How brave of him to wear a free custom tux that probably cost ten grand. The sweatshirt I'm wearing is from high school, and I wear the same jeans every day. Where are my accolades? Uh, comedian and writer Bridget Fatazzi said. Uh, uh, so he wears the same uh, clothing, and uh, uh, it's great to... Uh, Phoenix was praised by many for his speech during the Golden Globes, where he had told fellow celebrities to not just vote, but to live out their values. It's great to vote, but sometimes we have to take that responsibility on ourselves and make changes and sacrifices in our own lives, and I hope we can do that. He really brought uh, to—he gave truth to Ricky Gervais's words about these people are so removed from reality that this moron thinks wearing the same— Talks to every show is a, is a is a uh, helping the planet. Wow. To which Jordy notes that he once wore the same socks two days in a row and wants his own award. So thank you. I know a farmer that's been wearing the same lime green suit to church since 1963. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, but it probably only gets worn to church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Huh? Huh? <laughs> All right, Reavers. Up. If, if you help me in any way today, uh, not really. <laughs> I actually do have a very serious question because you you guys are well, not Rook. You guys are my go to car guys. You and Kenny. Yeah. I I do have a question. I'm not going to name the place. Yep. I pro- I'm not going to name the place because I love Lonies. No, because I love this place. <laughs> but I have a, I have a question. How to proceed? Well, oh, let's go. go. I Next had question. some maintenance done on said vehicle. Right. And not the one I went across the country for, a different vehicle. When the vehicle was returned to me, or I went to go pick it up, they damaged the hood ornament of the vehicle. Ooh. What do I do? You go back to them and say you damaged the hood ornament. And they're fixing it. Really? So this is... Tell us why, Reavers. Why was the hood ornament damaged? Because it's one of those hoods where you have to pop it from underneath and lift it, and they tried to lift it by the hood ornament. Holy... Tell them to fix it. They have no choice. They are liable. They damaged your vehicle. They grabbed the hood ornament to pull the bleeping hood up. Nobody, even dumb, dumb Matthew doesn't do that. Okay, let me ask it. you a question. Here we go. Let me okay, ask you a question. Oh, okay. I'm so angry about this. Let me ask you something. Okay. Why wouldn't you expect them to fix it? Well, yeah. I don't know. I Maybe I'm an idiot. Was this yeah. a well, Discount that. No. Okay. That's you, a given. You don't want <laughs> conflict. Is your wife up for conflict? I know my wife yeah. would be on the phone. She'd be down there. She'd be shouting and yelling. Yeah. You need to find somebody in your corner that will handle this for you if you're not up no, for the No, she absolutely wouldn't be. I'm the one that would have to do it. Well, this, it? The, the, the thing being ripped off is 100% ignorant by a dumb kid, and they need to get that fixed. Is this a higher-end English car? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that especially for that nice thing. Without, yeah, yeah, right. The, the the car is built around the stupid the, hood ornament. I was going to say the hood ornament is the most it important is. part. That's the only cool part about that car. Well, that's the only reason why I give a damn. 
Well, you're you're. Oh, you're, I'm so angry. You're about this. Uh, you're making no sense. It's it's an automatic response. Is hey guys, look what happened here. You got to fix it for me. Okay. So what they presumably will? What is the tact? What if they don't? Does he take? And that's what I'm worried does about. Does he take to Yelp? Does he go public on one of these? Well, because the last thing I want to do is go into social media right. for anything like this. Right. No, which, we're not. The GLers aren't the type of guys yes. that go to Yelp. Okay. No. When when is the next time you can see these people? Well, today. Well, then, the more time you let go by, the more the more legitimately they could say, "How do we? How do you know we did it?" Well, be, and I, the only reason that that's okay, or that's on my side, is the person that I was paying for my repair told me, and it's and it's listed on the repair. <laughs> well, then you bill. gotta go. Just, Make sure you talk a, to you a manager. You know what this is? It's a non-fact. So they okay. put it in writing that they broke it. Yeah. It's a non-story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you moron. Why am I in trouble? No, he doesn't want conflict. That's that's exactly what I don't want. And and here's the other part, Joe. This whole show is conflict, (laughs) Joe. Here's the other part. They know who I am and what I do. That's why I didn't want to raise a stink. That's why they'll fix it. Okay. I'm really tempted to name them, but no, don't please don't. A billion dollar investment last year has yet to curtail California's growing homeless crisis, and with the state awash in revenue. Governor Gavin Newsom wants to spend a billion more on programs wait, aimed at getting people off wait, the street. Wait, stop, reverse, back up. Yep. What? They, they spent a billion le- last year. Didn't work. Didn't do a thing. So now they're going <laughs> to let's try another billion. Do that again. That reminds me, the Groiny Awards, the 2019 Groiny Awards are tomorrow because uh, Gavin Newsom's mm-hmm. wife got a Groiny this past year. That's Ouch. right. Ready, Chris, with those tomorrow? Yeah, I'm about halfway through. We'll be able to get them. The problem is a lot of them are in print or, or yeah, well, tweets and whatnot. Well, if they're print groinies, they're print groinies. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to have as much audio as possible. It does make you just shake your head at how stupid we are. Why? Because this is just the last year, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, uh, how are they doing uh, economically, California? Apparently, they're doing well right now. They say they're awash in cash. Wow. The governor signed an executive order Wednesday creating what he intends to be a $750 million fund that provides uh, that providers could tap to pay rents, fund affordable housing, or aid boarding and care homes. Newsom also wants to use vacant state property to house homeless people oh and is boy. seeking changes to the state's Medicaid program to increase spending on preventative health care. In addition, the Democratic governor said the final portion of $650 million in emergency homeless aid to cities and counties approved in June was being released Wednesday after a final federal homelessness count. So you've spent a bill last year because you don't know how to deal with this uh, Newsom because you're a moron and you're a lefty and you're an idiot. And, and now you're going to spend another billion and uh, homelessness has so many root causes that have nothing to do with money. I mean, it, well, for the homeless person, money is an object. Right. But but you, you people in the salon uh, thinking you can cure homelessness by throwing money at it, you, you're on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard any stories about um, New York City loading up homeless on airplanes and buses and sending them to uh, Texas? No. Really? My, my no. sister claimed that happened. And I'm, I'm wondering if... The homeless or somebody got word of the billion they spent last year and shipped a bunch out there. So here you go. They'll spend money on you. Hop on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think your sister's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> California's. Uh, well, stay with California. There you go. Alt okay. West. California cities are turning to goats to help prevent wildfires. What? Should have thought of this a long time ago. They eat everything. California has gone through difficult fire seasons. Now some cities are investigating 
I'm sorry, investing in unconventional fire prevention methods, including goats. Anaheim, home of the Angels. Uh, I've been to Anaheim many times. I've been there many times. I've been there many times. (laughs) Has recently re-upped its contract with the company Environmental Land Management to keep goats grazing on the city's hillsides year-round. The goats are stationed in places like Deer Canyon Park, a nature preserve with more than 100 acres of steep hills. Beginning in July, roughly 400 goats work through the park eating invasive grasses and dried brush. Great. This makes sense. Well, right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The company's operations manager, Johnny Gonzalez, says that Deer Canyon, with its peaks and valleys, is just, just the right kind of place to use goats. This is a topography that poses challenges during wildfire events, Gonzalez says, and we can go ahead and reduce the fuel loads and take out the invasive plants and establish the native plants on these banks. You're reestablishing the ecology. I thought we were worried about animal waste, though. Isn't that a big concern of the environmentalists? Nah. No? Go- goat poop's nothing. It's just the cows. We're worried about the cow poop? You've got to kill all the cows. Gotcha. Goats are all right. All right. Uh, so there they go, and uh, they're going to use goats, and I think that's fantastic. So it's positive, and uh, uh, Anaheim's fire marshal, Alan Hogue, says the steepness of the hills in parts of the city make the goats invaluable for landscape management. It would be almost impossible for a human to sit there or walk up and down with a weed whacker or a weed eater, so that's why we use the goats. I wonder if they're good eating. Goats are good. Goats? Sure, you can get some goats. So the homeless, there's two, two problems solved right there. You get something to eat now. Goat? Free yeah. milk? Free milk, milk and free can meat. meat? Come on. Well, you got to have the goats put out the fires. Would you rather have the homeless guy eat a regular meal and have the goat put out the fire, or have the homeless guy eat the goat and then there'd be nothing to put out the fire? Wait, right. what? Uh-huh. <laughs> How many goats do you need? Just a bunch? I guess you have 400 in these particular parks and okay. whatnot. So, uh, and, and the fire seasons there are as Wait a minute. Normal. How are they going to contain these things? Because goats will eat barbed wire fence. I think they go every night and probably round them up and put them on a school bus and take them back to the, <laughs> take them back to the farm. And then the next day they bring them out again yeah. and say, go get them, boys. Go come on, come on fellas. Hop on the bus. Go get them, boys. Hop on the bus, fellas. See, uh, I, uh, I just wondered you haven't. You haven't leaned on me at all yet for uh, That's true. You number really six, asked. my number six contribution. Is that what's number oh, six? Oh, you went on a field trip for us, didn't you? I went on a field trip for the show last night. Um, uh, Gabe had his 15th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, right. buddy. Yeah, happy birthday. He's a good kid. And we went out to eat at, of course, Jack's Cafe is my go-to place. Yeah. But this was a special thing. and uh, Well, he we, picked it, right? Yes. Didn't Gabe pick yes, this we, one? Uh, we ate in an igloo last night at the Longfellow Grill. We had uh, a what? Wait, what? We ate in an, an igloo outside, oh, like snow and ice, and yeah. crawl exactly the door. I think this would be a, a good talking point for a conversation. And you're looking for pictures right now. Yes, evidently. I'm looking for pictures on Facebook. I don't want to see it. Instagram. I, I mean, it's all over the map. Why don't you go to your page, son? <clears throat> Uh, I think this is something the mayor probably sh- uh, should see. Who's Coach O for LSU? Ed Orgeron, the guy that Roycey was talking. Okay. Oh, you weren't here Monday. The guy that Roycey is, I believe he's doing a piece on him for this well, weekend. Well, can you just let me read this email now that I know who this is? Right. Coach O. And you're afraid of conflict? I'm sorry. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Just read Patrick's article on Coach O. I agree he is the most interesting man in sports right now. He has captured the interest and hearts of Louisiana and hopefully the nation. Having a place in Baton Rouge, as well as Maple Grove, my sports loyalties are stretched, but characters like Coach O make it easy to be a... 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop praying. You know, it was outside. We had, uh, you know, it was uh, inside. There's other pictures. It's really, it's fun. I think you should take the CP there. Unbelievable. I yeah, think nothing she likes more than sitting in an ice cube. <laughs> are, are, they, are they heated? She yes. won't go to hockey games because she thinks the buildings are cold. <laughs> no. Is this the only photo you have? This is let the record show. This is a family photo where all of you are posing. Who who did you get to take the picture? Uh, Some the poor waiter. sap. The waiter that was uh, he oh. was well taken care of. What other photos do you have? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Any That's of, okay. I'm trying to do something here. Any of you and the bride there? together? Uh, yes. Rook. Yep. I'm in the middle of this. Oh. I thought I was helping. That's uh, no, that's it's not six. helping. It's, I'm it's, up to six. That's fine. Closing in on ten. <laughs> find that. Find the other pictures though. When he's While in Minnesota over Christmas, I picked up a few brats and rookie burgers from the Grun to bring back to Louisiana. My plan is to toss them on the grill pregame Monday. Nice. During our tailgating festivities in New Orleans. Tailgating in Louisiana is unique. It starts Friday for the Monday game. If LSU wins, <laughs> we will keep the party going straight through Mardi Gras. Look out, Grunhoffers. We will be coming for a resupply. We listen to your show daily. All of my office listens uh, to the Sports Show and GL Podcast. Keep up the great work. Loyal listener, Rob. And, of course, you know, nice. he learned his lesson. He went to Grunhoffers and took all that great stuff back to Louisiana. That reminds me, um, do they have a will call window? Can you order no. a box of goodies in Yes, advance? you can call. You can call Grunhoffers. And order and uh, but there's no drive-through window that I'm uh, Not, that I'm aware of. No, but of. you could go pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can call cool. them at 651 426 2800 651 426 2800 and uh, they'll take care of you. What if I wanted to do a will call like Kenny was suggesting to bring it home and grill it in my igloo? Yeah, you could do that. I got more pictures. Here's here, look at me and the wife <laughs> on his, on his phone. He's got me on. We're all sitting in the igloo. Grunhofer, uh, uh, you're, Spencer, you're fun. getting short change here because he keeps trying to talk about this uh, igloo. Uh, it's Grunhofer's old fashioned meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, just on the east side of the highway. You can't miss it. It's got the big GL red sign out front because this has become the Garage Logicians. Meat Palace. Giving the wife a big kiss here. Look at palace that. of Meat. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would love to see him and the CP in one of those. Oh, igloos. that oh, would be. You know what would be even better? The CP picking the restaurant, not telling him, and then not telling him they're going to sit in the igloo. And she, she grabs him by the hand and says, Joe, crawl in. Uh, Why are we going outside? <laughs> we're we're going to sit in the. Uh, <laughs> we'll enjoy a little fondue <laughs> inside the igloo. With a nice warm you know, you know, you, you, you know, you. I know how you think. Yeah. And you you think Six. that you think that I'm not uh adventurous enough in my dining that I yeah. tend to go to the same two I places. I need oysters. Yeah, I need the exact uh, truth. I need a <laughs> shrimp salad. I'm in a little group, a very exclusive little club. There's four of us. Okay. The, the two guys and the two women. And we've been uh, we've been going to a different place every month. Why like, aren't all you, around town? Why aren't you asking me? There's so much good food out there. Yeah, you you of course want to patronize our sponsors, Mancetti's, Thirty Bales, Mancetti's, Jacks. Jacks. What's the joint where we always used to have to go to uh, sign contracts in St. Paul? The Lexington. Yeah. The Lex. yeah, I bet that's one of your frequents. It's, it's in the my, Lex. it's in my, it's in my loop. They got and, a good menu uh, too. What's a steak place on Seventh? You're going to that one, Mancini's. Mancini's, Mancini's is good for twice a year. <laughs> but oh, see, really? I remember yeah. when I first told Maybe you more than that. When I first told you about Bennett's. And you, uh, you it, looks, it looks like a hole in the wall from the outside, but it's the neat. inside it used to be is great. Yeah. Bennett's has great food. Yeah, some of the places sent me there. 
some of the places we recommend to them. I'm not eating bullhead. <laughs> Holman's Table. Holman's Table. That is, is good. a yeah, Brunson's Pub. Delicious. If you haven't been there on Re- the east side, remember the joy when we were going to go to Holman's Table and Joe thought we were going to see fleets of private jets. Yeah, we went yeah. during the Super Bowl. Land before the Super Bowl. We didn't see not one. one plane. There's one. They were working on one that was coughing up, uh, you know, exhaust as the prop wouldn't. We're going to come back with Johnny Heights newscast. <laughs> All right. Here's Johnny Height. Thank you, Joe. A dog in Chisago County fell ill after ingesting meth that it found in a subway bag that somebody threw into a ditch. The Chisago County Sheriff's Office said a family noticed the dog was acting strange. That sounds like BS. I'm calling BS already, but go ahead. Led the canine's owners to go outside and see if the dog had potentially gotten into something that could have made it ill. When the owners went outside, they found a subway bag filled with over 80 grams of meth, needles, and a meth pipe. The sheriff's office said it thinks the dog ingested the drugs after smelling crumbs in the bag. The dog had to be rushed to a veterinarian, and its owners do not expect the dog to survive. Oh, well, that's very sad. That's sir. sad, but somebody saw the cops coming and threw it out the window. Okay, you answered my question. All right. The Vikings, of course, as we know, face the 49ers this weekend in a divisional playoff matchup. They have a therapy dog. The 49ers, they yep. do. Yeah. You can't lose to a team that has a therapy dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'd be okay if they weren't named therapy dogs. Yeah. The uh, team uh, was a heavy underdog last week against New Orleans. They're a heavy underdog again uh, against the 49ers. Is Diggs going to play, or is he pulling, I got the he's, flu? He's back from he's the flu. Play. He was oh. at practice today. However, the Thielen's all stitched up. Thielen, they had to put a bunch of stitches, and they're right. not sure about him yet. They He'll be all right. Yeah. He'll be okay. He's a Mankato State guy. You'll yeah, be fine. How, how, how many games did he miss this year? Oh, uh, Minneapolis Mayor. About as many as Devontae Adams. No, Devontae only missed four. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry said on Thursday in a tweet, the city of Minneapolis will be lit purple for the team this weekend. Because of the pot smoke? He said all these <laughs> all these buildings down here are going to be lit purple. I encourage you to celebrate along with us. Let's go, Vikes. I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah? Do the teams with a bye get two weeks off? No, one. Well, wait a minute. Well, no, they. Oh, that's right. They San Francisco had a bye. Right. And Green, Green Bay. Bay that's right. They didn't play last week. Okay, I got yeah, it now. Correct. I'm okay now. Got I'm her? good. I'm good. I'm good. The Vikings are set to kick off in Santa Barbara, California, on Saturday, three thirty-five p.m. Central Time. This weekend is football. This is the best mania. weekend of football of the year. It really is. Yes. Eleven, 11 a.m. NDSU Bison play for the national championship again. Three thirty-five. The Vikings in the AFC game. Same thing on Sunday, and then Monday night the. National Collegiate. Yep. Yeah. Who'd, uh, who's that? Clemson and LSU. Yep. Yep. The question is, who'd Roycey? Who's Who's Roycey's pick? Yeah. So pick the other way. Yeah. yeah. Go the opposite. <laughs> Always. I don't know. Uh, in the bathroom the other day, he said to me, "Your Packers. I think they're going to win this weekend." Yeah. Sorry, you're doomed. <laughs> the former calf barn on the once working Damhoff dairy farm in Minnesota has been transformed into a 17 tank shrimp barn with a permanent tropical temperature of 86 degrees. Inside the saltwater tanks, thousands of Pacific white shrimp. The recycled water is checked twice a day. The tan color is from good bacteria introduced to mimic the ocean. Automatic feeder pellets, uh, feeders drop pellets of food into the shrimp tanks. Every 20 minutes, they will go from about the size of an eyelash at arrival to a large shrimp within three to four months. Wow. And okay. they're being bought up. 20 bucks a pound. 
quickly as they can grow them to size, they're able to sell them. The, the guy market. set up a truck out in this highway and sell them? Where do you get them? Sloshing around. This is according to owner Paul Damoff. He said, we've been approached by wholesalers, grocery store chains, wineries, vineyards, casinos, anybody that sells food has approached us. It's why Damoff now wants to expand the Simply Shrimp operation, harvesting fresh, never-frozen saltwater shrimp here in Minnesota. He says it's going to be a totally new concept, a totally new idea. People in 13 different states are helping us out on the project. Wow. Damoff says he won't talk publicly about how large the expansion will be, only saying it will be significant. On Tuesday of this week, Minnesota's Ag Commissioner Tom Peterson took a tour. Peterson said the past year was one of the toughest years we've had, so it's exciting to see different businesses that are happening in Minnesota. Damhoff said it's an expansion that's been a couple of years in the making. He says he's ready now, and he thinks Minnesotans are also ready. Can you imagine educating yourself on something like that, something you know nothing about? And he's yes, got to keep those things <laughs> healthy. And oh God, just it, yes, I can. You know, just look at somebody else with when you say something like that. You're, the look you're giving me is just—it's unnerving. <laughs> Uh, but I can't imagine trying to keep them alive and grow and be healthy. And it sounds like they're doing three a great months. job of it. Study yeah. it up. You can do it. Okay. You, you can do it. Yeah. Get you some shrimp by 3 o'clock. I'm sorry for showing interest in the program, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll learn. <laughs> Buck Henry, the versatile writer, director. I have a story. Go ahead. And character actor who co-wrote and appeared in The Graduate and, of course, was on SNL has died. He was 89 years really? old. Dead puppies on your kid's school bus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Me now. Henry's wife, Irene Ramp, said he uh, died uh, from a heart attack on Wednesday. Henry acted in and co-directed Heaven Can Wait. Henry and Mel Brooks helped create the classic 1960s spy sitcom Get Smart. Uh, short and deceptively mild, wearing black-rimmed glasses, Henry was an established film and television writer who became widely recognizable during the early years of Saturday Night Live. He hosted numerous times and played such memorable characters as the creepy babysitter Uncle Roy and the father of nerd Bill Murray. His gift for satire and knowledge of current events fit perfectly with the outlook of the young cast and writers, according to SNL producers Lauren Michaels. Henry was such a fixture on SNL, he was chosen to host the final show for seasons two through five. Earlier, Henry was known for The Graduate, Mike Nichols' classic 1967 film that's, that made a star. That's an unwatchable movie. Of Dustin Hoffman. Are you the one that t- somebody said to me Dustin last Hoffman week, is just such a crybaby in that movie. You just want to throttle him. Who doesn't is. take it? Adva- depressing, Who doesn't it? take advantage of that situation? But go ahead, continue. Uh, that that's that's the Buck Henry. What, what do you got? What, I you, you don't all mean I remember about the Graduate is the Alpha Romeo. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. The, I'm shocked. It was a cool a movie. Insider trading, but plastics. remember the the angst. Yeah, plastics, yeah, and that's plastics. that's a Buck Henry line actually. But Buck wrote that. Um, yeah. Remember the angst that Dustin Hoffman had about getting with uh, Mrs. Yeah. Uh, Bancroft. Robinson. Yeah. Mrs. Like, Robinson. What what what's stopping you, you sissy? But he's a college grad, you know. Maybe, he's maybe, maybe moral and ethical clarity. Anyway, what was that? A boy, Joe. What was that movie that was shot in town by the Odd Couple, uh, the ice fishing Odd Couple? Uh, Grumpy old, old man. man. Was he in that? I don't think so. Buck Henry, I don't think so. Buck Henry knows Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith was the dad. He was in some Jack movie Lemons. that was shot here in town in either the late '80s or early '90s, and I drank beer with him down in the main room. He was he he came down to First Avenue for a show and. I sidled up next to him and I said, hey, Buck, how you doing? And just, cool. Yeah, that's was he my, a good guy? Yeah, he was great. Short little guy. Yeah. But super nice. He and, was on uh, SNL when it was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. What was the show? 
What? A good question. Reader. Oh, sorry. Oh, sure. I said that one. Yeah, good question. I have no idea. <laughs> Keep an eye out for a shiny new quarter that's coming out. It has the raised image of fruit bats. Really? Yeah. I, a part of the U.S. Mint's America the Beautiful Quarters program, the new National Parks Quarter celebrates American Samoa. And on the relief features a mother fruit bat and her pup hanging upside down. Now, that's a new one. We learn something here every day. I did not know that a baby bat would be a pup. Huh. Hmm. The uh, coin, the special edition, uh, will be released on February 3rd. The U.S. Mint wrote in its description, the image evokes the remarkable care and energy that this species puts into their offspring. American Samoa is the only park in the United States that is home to the Samoan fruit bat. 1993, grumpy old man. Oh, so he was a grumpy old man. Huh. There I you don't go. remember his role. Snyder. Yeah. Must have been one of their buddies. Yeah. That, that, uh, the yeah. ice fishing buddies. Oh, I remember Ann Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> After the fruit bat quarter, there will be four more coins made by the U.S. Mint to represent other national parks. I also have a story about those two. They were... Uh, the grumpy old men. What were their Walter names? Matthau. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. They're being interviewed on one of the morning shows, national morning shows, Good Morning America, or one of those. In the background, Yates and I are talking. Nice. So those two clowns had us on their radio. Oh, cool. As they were being interviewed. Yeah, that was a real that cool. That is awesome. That was a cool moment. Yeah. Hmm. A Harley Davidson golf cart owned by. What fart joke were you guys telling at that I'm just thinking time. we were so <laughs> offensive and angry and dumb. Well, I was dumb. Bob was smart. A Harley Davidson golf cart owned by Elvis failed to sell during an auction held on his birthday, January 8th. Uh, Elvis uh, did not hit the links in the three wheel cart, but used it to get around Graceland. According to its documentation, the star paid $1,055 for the beige and white cart, which is powered by a 245cc two-stroke engine. Huh? Wow. The vehicle pretty big. Yeah. Vehicle remains all original except for the golf bag holder, which was removed. Uh, they put it at auction, the estimate, uh, sixty dollars to $70,000, but no one placed the minimum bid of $20,000. Uh, several other items, though, pulled in big bucks, including an alpaca vest once worn by Elvis. That sold for $42,500 and a monogrammed gold bracelet that got $30,000. That, however, compares uh, pales in comparison to what one of Elvis's other Harley-Davidsons went for last year. Last year, they auctioned off a 1976 FLH 1200 Electroglide. Mm-hmm. It was purchased uh, by him just three months before he died. Last September, it sold for $800,000. Did he know he purchased it? <laughs> At that point, probably not. The third highest price ever paid for a motorcycle. It was Elvis's birthday yesterday. That's I said right. That, I said that in the I story. Think he said actually. that. How old would he have been? Um, oh, he was yeah. born, in, born in 35. 35? 35. Well, 85 years old. 85. 85. Right? A B. 80. 85. 85. 85. He died in old 77. Oh, August 16th. Face down in the crapper. Bad I remember where I was. Face down in the crapper. Yeah, he was pushing. I remember where I was. Where were you, I Joe? I was in Bemidji interviewing Gary Sargent, the hockey player. Oh, really? Well, former mm-hmm. North Star. Then got my car to drive home. And heard that Elvis had died. I uh, remember, too. Do you know why I remember? I don't. It's the first bulletin I ever did on radio. Really? Yeah, I was 20 years really? old working on radio, and it's the first time I got to go in and say, this just in. Yeah. Did you say it like <laughs> the that? The king of rock and roll And did you have one hand on the uh, right ear flap? <laughs> like Gary Owens? <laughs> Where were you, Joe, when uh, Princess Diana died? Uh, in, our, in our kitchen. 
Yeah, that wasn't a very good story. I was, I was, I was playing a gig. Does that matter? And then I came out to my car at one o'clock, and I heard. Can't you guys make anything up? Everybody was out back, and I went to break the news to them, and and the women were all at Twitter. Okay, yeah, that was a little better. That was ninety-seven. That was about ninety-seven. Yeah. Would he be eighty-five? Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. We we've established that. Never tell if he's <laughs> that's seven. Tell if he's we're closing in on ten. I don't think you get credit for one we already did. One more though. story. All right, uh, Chicago. Make it a good one. Chicago of all places. Yeah, they've had two coyote attacks in the last couple of days. I wouldn't say of all places. It's uh, well established that uh, coyotes have be- become very comfortable in in Chicago area. Well, we well, learned from the St. Paul gal. That, that this is a good sign. That, they're welcome. That they're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, welcoming they're city. Chicago, welcome. obviously. Very welcoming. Uh, People are so dumb. Oh, my God. Second one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Second one reported Wednesday night when a man walked into a hospital with a wound on his buttocks that he says came from a coyote. Huh. 32-year-old man showed up at Northwestern Memorial Hospital with a scratch on his rear end, according to Chicago police. He told officers on Wednesday night a coyote attacked him from behind and bit him right in the rear end while he walked on a sidewalk in the 700 block of North Fairbanks Court. The 32-year-old listed in good condition. He will be released today. wonder if he's got to get rabies. Uh, that's a good question. Ooh. The first thing I thought of when I heard this story, because the next part of the story is earlier yesterday, a five-year-old boy was bitten in the head oh, geez. by a coyote on Wednesday afternoon outside a nature museum in Lincoln Park. Oh, Jesus. He was, he was bitten about the head, according to police, taken to Lurie Children's Hospital. The coyote in both incidents remained at large as of Thursday, so they haven't been able to uh, find the coyote. They don't know if he's rabid, so I bet they will have to, uh, if Probably they don't find it, kid. do no. some rabies things. Hey, before Rook hits the close music, we have breaking news here in Garage Logic. Joe, you remember about oh a week or two yeah, ago, you said that uh, we should all get together and do maybe a happy hour at yes. Thirty Bales. Yep. Yes, yes, you remember yes, that? Yes. I did. I well, remember that. I have good news for you, sir. What's that? Thirty Bales is going to officially host a live beer show podcast because wow. of what you said on Garage Logic. Really? Great idea. Wednesday, when? January 29th. I, I was th- thinking more in the summer. The I hope show. they're not banking on him showing special up. Guest, that's not going. Special, special guest, guest, Joe Sucher. No, I, no <laughs> I said I meant in warm weather I might do it. Okay, well anyway, uh, Wednesday, January 29th, the beer show's normally on Thursday, that's but we're right. going to record a podcast that 30 bales. Wednesday, January 29th, between 3 to 6 p.m. We're all going to be there, including Mike Fratelloni. Yeah. And uh, Joe, that's a lot of traffic. thanks so much for uh, for suggesting a, a little get together for the we'll fellas. Get together for the That's fellas. A lot of traffic we'll and be in the rush hour. And, and since it is positive what? Thursday, you're unbelievable. Go ahead, go ahead. Since it is positive Thursday, uh, this was pointed out to me by one of our uh, political moles in St. Paul that we know well, uh, uh, Mitra Jalidi, who is on the Fourth Ward City Council, right. had just tweeted out 16 hours ago. Tonight, I was told that both my Anti-war advocacy and glitter eyeshadow made somebody feel represented. Wow. And well, it's the small moments in this job that add up to a whole lot of oh, amazing. She knocked it That's out of the park. Wow. I mean, is wow. that positive or what? That's, That's really There is St. Paul. You know what? You, folks? That was followed? contribution number eight. Damn it, that was eight. Thanks, Z-Man. Did you want something from I, me? I didn't want something from you. I just wanted to tell everybody the uh, new Fret Club yes. podcast is out today. And the uh, guest the is? The guest is Greg Martin of the Kentucky Headhunters, a really good player, an interesting guy, Wonderful. and one of the nicest men Am I, I you're, uh, you're on my men, pod, is it pod men? Pod MN. Pod, you're just, on my pod MN. 
I just Good. signed up today. I will add Fret Club to yeah. the Fret Club, uh, yeah. collection. I, I got yours. Logic, I got yours So yeah. what's, uh, what's up with your motivation? You're the only person here who doesn't have a side hustle going. Well, what's your deal? You just, you just yeah. That's called and, the Pioneer Press. Old and lazy. Yeah. Oh, damn it! Going to write right now. No, never mind. I'm going to mention me in I your apologize. I'm going to mention your comments. Yeah. Already you know call what? you old and lazy. Did you hear that? Yeah. You could write about the happy hour that we're going to do at Thirty hey, Bales. Hey, hey the you igloo. Write, the igloo. The you know My what? friend went to an igloo for dinner. They had a birthday thing. So and you some should no, Never mind that. You should write about me. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> write about the old GL gang. Oh, the old. Four score and love. I have them to all. write about you the way Jack London would write about you. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, it actually it would be nice. Yeah. All right, if you're looking for a tire, you're going to go to garagelogic.com. If you're looking for an easy way to listen to all of the family podcasts here, the Garage Logic Fret Club and Table Talk, go to Pod. MN. It's an app, and they made it really easy for you to listen to all your favorite podcasts. Pod MN app. Catch you next time on the Garage Logic Podcast.